It is better to lose money on a bad decision than it is to lose money that could be in perpetuity, that could be infinite by not creating the revenue producing machine at the level of which you could actually create it by engaging the experts, by engaging the help, by engaging the technology. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And and I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Chris Harder Show. It's another Money Monday here where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. Okay, so I want to address something that I see people do often, uh, and it's really a a fear-based move where you think that you're doing something good financially, but it's actually hurting you, and it kind of looks like this. So when we're running our businesses, when we're building our businesses, especially in the beginning, we have to make all sorts of decisions. And a lot of those decisions are, hey, we want to grow, but we want to do it in a fiscally responsible way, right? We want to try and save money in our business. But the irony is this, all too often, I see entrepreneurs at every stage in their journey. All too often, I see them save money right? Like not hire the copywriter, not hire the funnel builder or the marketing expert, or not bring that expert salesperson onto their team, or maybe even not hiring that coach or not joining that mastermind or not going to the event, right? I see people make decisions to save money. But the great irony is that very decision costs them more money than they are saving. And here's why, here's how it works. Let's say you forego paying somebody a part-time salary or, or you forego, you skip over paying a contractor three grand a month because it seems expensive right now. And you say, you know, instead, I'm just going to build this funnel out myself or build this marketing plan out myself. And let's say, because you're not an expert at doing it, it takes you 60 days longer than the expert to build out your funnel, right? You're learning on the go, trying Facebook ads, the whole nine yards. Well, you just lost two months of revenue that you could have been making already by, in an effort to save that three grand a month. Make sense? So you might have skipped over five grand, 10 grand, heck, 20 grand a month because you wanted to save that three grand a month and figure it out yourself. Now, here's the worst part. It actually has a compounding effect. You finally get that funnel figured out. And I'm just using funnels as an example because it's a real tangible one. You finally get it figured out yourself and, and you test it and you're like, woo, look at me, I'm good. This thing's making a little bit of money. The first month, it may, might bring in, you know, one, two, three grand. And you're feeling good because you saved three grand on that contractor fee. Second month, maybe it brings in three, four grand. And you're feeling good. You're like, woo, I'm month four, month five in. And I'm making more money than on my funnel by figuring out myself than what that contractor fee would have been. Except at month five, six, you've now missed out on maybe five grand the first month, five grand the second month, 
maybe 10 grand the third month and 10 grand the fourth month and maybe 20 grand of revenue that fifth month. I mean, heck, you've missed out on $50,000 trying to save three grand a month for five. So you've traded 15 grand in savings for $50,000 in revenue because you wanted to do it yourself. Now, what I'm not doing is I'm not advocating that you be irresponsible with your money. But what I am doing is literally telling you our path that we took so long, nickel and diming every decision, skipping the expert, skipping the best person we could hire and figuring it out ourselves. And we've lost millions doing that. Not thousands, not hundreds of thousands. But as I've figured it out, I think we've lost millions of dollars. Now, listen, we don't do this anymore. We've learned to finally hire the best. We've learned to take the risk. And guess what? Some of the risks don't pay off. Big deal. Let's address that a minute. Let's say we hire an expert for $5,000 a month and, you know, we try him for four months and we, and, you know, we invest $20,000 in an expert and it just doesn't work out. Now we might've lost $20,000, but guess what we know how to do? And guess what you know how to do? We know how to replace that $20,000. But what if that expert would have worked out? What if that $5,000 retainer would have earned you $10,000 a month? Now you would have spent 20 to earn 40. Something you don't know how to do on your own already. So you're missing that 40 grand. And even if this expert didn't work out, you would have at least known Instead of playing the shoulda, coulda, woulda game or the what if game, you'd have at least known, okay, you know, I stepped up to bat and I missed on that one, but I know how to replace the money I invested in them. But what you don't know how to do is produce revenue the same way that the experts or the coaches or the masterminds or the, even the technology knows how to. So this is your wake up call. I'm teaching from experience in the past. Don't be so risk adverse. And ooh, don't get me started on personality types. I know some of you are massive risk takers and some of you are the opposite. You are the most risk adverse people on the planet and you're saying, that's just how I'm built. Well, listen, it's not good to be too risky and it's equally not good to be too risk adverse. The problem that I see with people who are risk adverse, they wear it like a badge. I'm talking about some of you right now. You wear it like a badge. Look at me. I make such careful decisions. Look at me. I've researched all the data. Look at me. I've, I've really taken my time and I've figured this out and I can tell you every single article and resource about this and I have finally made my decision. I'm better than you. No, I might make more mistakes than you, by the way. I lean on the riskier side of personality types. I might make more mistakes than you. I might just strike out a few times on things I invest in, but I will far outperform you because I step up to the plate more often than you. And boy, do I find some home runs. And the home runs and the grand slams, they outweigh the strikeouts. So this is your wake-up call to not be so risk adverse. It's better to lose money on a bad decision than it is to lose money by not creating the incredible revenue source the way that you could. Let me repeat that. It is better to lose money on a bad decision than it is to lose money that could be in perpetuity, that could be infinite by not creating the revenue producing machine at the level of which you could actually create it by engaging the experts, by engaging the help, by engaging the technology. You can always replace that $5,000 mistake or that $10,000 mistake or that $20,000 mistake, but you cannot replace months or years of missed revenue. So hit me back, DM me, let me know. Are you risk adverse or are you 
more risky? Where do you fall on the spectrum? And if you're more risk adverse, are you willing to embrace this advice and get into the game and take more at-bats? I promise you, we've done both. And ooh, she pays off when you step up to bat more often than when you're risk adverse. Hey guys, by the way, last call. If you want to be a part of the very first round table that is going to happen here in Scottsdale, 10 to 12 of you, by the way, more than 100 of you have already texted me personally and said, I want this, I'm in. Just send me the link, I'm in. More than 100 of you said I'm in, but I'm only taking 10 to 12. If I like it, I'll do it again. No guarantee I'll do it again though. So if you want to come to Scottsdale, spend two days with me guiding a collaborative conversation where everybody's working on your business. You're sitting in a hot seat. You're getting advice from people you wouldn't get advice from otherwise, including me and my team. For two days, I'll blow your freaking mind. Then I want you to text me the word roundtable. It's your last chance. Text me the word roundtable to 310-421-0416. Again, text me the word roundtable to 310-421-0416. I'll see you in person end of March in Scottsdale. Let's go. Let's blow up your business. Cannot wait. Thanks for listening. Always love and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.